Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity. America gonna blow it in the second half? Nah. Don't put that evil out there. I'm just saying. Don't I mean, put that evil out there. Has, has, has America put two halves together in this thing? They haven't, but I, Iran came out the way you probably <laughs> thought they would. They did, yeah. They, they, they turtled. Turtled back and hung back. They're not that talented of a team no. to begin with. No. And, you know, U.S. got a goal. Pulisic came through. All those years of following Christian Pulisic in whatever league he's in, well, mm-hmm. making a name for himself. There you go. Captain America for some people. Although they should be up 2 nothing in this game against Iran. But we've hit the point of technology where it's like, are we really doing this? Because, you know, with VAR and, and, and all the cameras and the pinpoint lasers that they use, there was an offsides call in the second goal, or what should have been the second goal. And I saw, like, the CGI breakdown of the offsides call, and it's like, I forgot who the I forgot who the U.S. player was, but, like, his knee is beyond. It's that close, yeah. It's that close. His knee is beyond the Iranian defender. And it's like, there's... There's the spirit of the rule when it comes to offsides, and then there's the literal application of it, and when we're really breaking it down to the granular level of a knee, what are we doing, guys? At this point, like I read a story today, although this might intrigue you, Julia, that there's a robot that can now hit almost all of his putts. No matter the read, it can hit the putt. Hmm. All right. And I mean, I'm old enough to remember playing video games like Super Baseball 2020 and Cyberball, where it was envisioning sports played by robots in the future. If that's what you want, go ahead. If you want that precision, go ahead. Anyway, you guys should be up to nothing. This crap of the knee was offside. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, that shouldn't be the takeaway, though. Uh, yeah, they played, a, they played a good half. No, they I got the that. goal that they needed, and now Iran has to play in a way that they don't want to play. So, so the whole point is to get through. I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. But I would say that the U.S., based on what I was able to see, uh, should be up at least how many chances? Like three, four? They've had multiple chances. Tim Way decides that's... to Tim Way decides to go with the header instead of just burying the damn kick, dude. Come on. So like, like I get it. I'm not like Mr. Soccer Bro over here, but I watched enough youth soccer in my day to know kick the damn ball all right pucks on net hockey ain't hard pucks on net i feel like we're talking canes hockey here too right (laughs) what are we doing scoring chances finish it you can have 43 shots on goal but if they're all a little ping 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 it doesn't matter bury the dang ball anyway that was my issue with uh with the u.s so far but to your point julia you're right iran is not as talented as the u.s no and they should be able to put two uh, two halves together here, and uh, move out, move on to the knockout stage, uh, which they should they let's put it this way: the pressure was on them in that first half to score. You didn't yes. want to get into the second half, yeah. needing the goal, just gripping everything like 
death, yeah. you know, grim death. So now you're at the half. You could play the style you want to play in the second half. Mm-hmm. Iran's going to have to come out a little bit of their shell, which is going to open up more chances for the U.S. Spit on your haircut. <laughs> I was going to say, you've been channeling Iron Sheik the entire time. Hey, man, I'm trying to be respectful of the pronunciation of the country. We'll talk to uh, Sam Stasekul from The Athletic. Uh, it was a conversation we had with him earlier today, 8, eight o'clock in the morning, uh, as he was getting ready for, for this game uh, between Iran and the U.S. and the political ramifications between this game because uh, it was – it was some some serious questions being asked of the U.S. men's national team uh, yesterday ahead of this matchup for a variety of different things, including social media usage, uh, that led to a, a rather spicy lead-up to this game as the second half is getting ready to start here as the U.S. is up one nothing on a run. Say this is the Wales game. Oh, I'm sorry. Are they showing the Wales game now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Wales just a little check-in while. Okay, gotcha. Sorry. I, I looked up and I saw soccer being played, and my eyes aren't. Maybe You know what? I am due for an eye exam. Might need to up my uh, my my glasses prescription. <laughs> that's not that's not good. Anyway, we got uh we got an ACC championship game on Saturday in Charlotte between North Carolina and Clemson, a rematch of the 2015 ACC championship. Although both programs are in completely different places, uh, I think 2015 was a surprise for Larry Fedora. Whereas with Mac Brown, this has kind of been a culmination of why he came back, stacking recruiting class after recruiting class, and you see the payoff with Drake May. And the crew. Meanwhile, Clemson's coming off a loss to South Carolina, and there's just been this. There's been an attitude that I've seen emailed to me. I've seen some sentiment uh, in my mentions on on social media that there's not a lot of buzz going into this game because there's no college football playoff implications. And I would say, well, yeah, this is not the first ACC championship game with zero college football playoff implications. We had one last year, and I would say that for North Carolina, this is really freaking important. Because they have not won an ACC title since 1980. so And it's there for them. That's that's the thing about this game. It's absolutely there for them. And I, I don't want to go full vibes here, but maybe you can you can follow follow up on this here, Julio. Clemson, Clemson plays for different reasons. They're the most SEC-like school in the ACC, right? And what's the usual trope that's used when an SEC school gets beat in a bowl game? Oh, they didn't try. They didn't care. They didn't care about it, right? Yeah. So there is a level of Clemson, given what they typically play for and how they're going into this game, that North Carolina might be able to take advantage of. Clemson's the team that might be unmotivated in the ACC championship game. Clemson might be the team that's not really feeling up to their usual selves, whereas Carolina, despite the last two weeks not going the way they've wanted to, they could put a good game together and go do something that the school hasn't done since 1980. The opportunity is definitely there for Carolina, but I, I've said since Carolina beat Pitt, yeah, how Clemson shows up for this game is going to be contingent upon what the other Carolina does against Clemson. If Clemson had blown out South Carolina as they normally do, I would say to you they'd be fat and happy playing in this game and you could catch them sleeping. The one thing Clemson actually has to play for, believe it or not, is the same thing that Carolina does. Mm-hmm. That's the ACC championship. Because... Clemson did not win the ACC championship last year. So, whoa, is the poor second-year player at Clemson that has never experienced winning the ACC title. That is, you know, they'll be able to go to the Orange Bowl, but they, you know, that whole two-year drought, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. How do they, how will they survive without winning another ACC title of two whole years? How? 
Think of the children, Joe. <laughs> There's also some question. There's also some question about well, Clemson and who their starting quarterback is going to be. Did Clemson? Clemson's still getting questions about Kate Klopnik versus DJ Uyunglele because ever since the double down on DJ, he hasn't exactly been lighting the world on fire. Here's Dabo Sweeney on whether or not DJU is still the starter. Yeah, he's still the starter. Yeah, still the starter. He did. He did. He's not the reason we lost the game, and uh, he he can't catch it. You know, and again, he doesn't play safety. And he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't return kicks. Uh, so he, he's got his share of things that, that he can do better. But uh, you know, he, he's he, he will he will definitely start the game. So there you go. He's going to definitely start the game. Meanwhile, Mac Brown uh, looks across the way and sees a veteran Clemson group. They've got that young group. I, I feel like North Carolina is going to be young forever, uh, given the way they like to recruit. But here's Mac Brown on what they what they got going on. We're playing teams that have COVID players, and they got 38 fifth and sixth and seven year players, and 31, and we don't. Most of ours are coming back, so everybody's talking bad about us. Better hang on; they're gonna be trying to get seats next year. <laughs> okay, well, that's if, that's if everybody stays. That's if everybody stays. Quick context before this clip. It's Friday, ABC broadcast. They they tell a story about Dave Dorn. NC State head coach talking about, oh, man, they're negative re recruiting against us and we don't like them and blah, 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 right? And and, and I kind of rolled my eyes because it's not like, yeah, man, I mean, NC State's not the first school that's dealt with negative recruiting. I'm sure North Carolina's dealt with negative recruiting. Clearly, Mac Brown got wind of this, so he went on his radio show and he had this to say about, well, you know, negative recruiting. Let's talk about tampering. There's just a, a lot of uh, transferring going on out there, and I'm, I'm not sure when it, when it happened that uh, any of us – uh, thought that it would get to this, and and that's what it is. It's just uh, a little bit crazy in recruiting, a lot crazier um, in, in the transfer portal. What I hate the most is people tampering and buying people off your team. Mm -hmm. That that seems very unfair to me. Is there any way to police that or slow that down in your mind? No, there's really not because it's third parties. It's a high school coach. It's a friend. Now you got an agent, so the agent can be calling around shopping you, yeah. and and that's not. Third party, he just—he's an agent. There you go. There's Mac Brown during his radio show talking about some tampering. We'll get into that a little bit more later on, but thought those comments were interesting, and I'm not—I'm—I'm I'm pretty sure the reason why those things came up was because of what was said during that ABC broadcast. It's the OG alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe. Obvious. Speaking of name, image, and likeness. Speaking of the money that's going around in the agencies and everything else. Brian Murphy, WREL, has an interesting story today on how collectives are pulling together money to get that money to athletes so that they can actually show up and get paid, essentially, uh, to play football at their schools. We'll get into that next. Check us out on YouTube as well. Uh, just look up 99.9 The Fan. We are there. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, maybe it's like an oops baby for you, and you take it in and you love our YouTube page. Some listeners are probably going, what the hell is Ovius talking about? Well, maybe Brian Murphy at WRAL.com, WRALsportsfan.com can add some context there. Murph, what up, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? We're good. So you, you've got a story on WRALsportsfan.com today about uh, like the Pack of Wolves Collective, the NC State NIL group, uh, promising $25,000 for NC State scholarship football players for charitable work. You know, Just achieve this thing, get $25,000 for being a scholarship player. But the quote that you had from the guy who was heading this thing up, 
can, can, it was it's like a love child, like NIL, name, image, and likeness is like a love child or an oops baby. You can either kick it to the curb or you can bring it in and love it. What? Joe, and I, you know, NIL, uh, Certainly not an expected thing, right? I think uh, I think these, these schools are having to deal with it on the fly. Probably not the best analogy, although I think uh, Charlie Stallings was pretty proud of that one. Um, I mean, he, did he workshop that one? Was he using his friends? I mean, like, look, for my brother is an oops baby, okay, or a change baby. Like, there was never a conversation my parents had, like, well, I don't know what we're going to do with this kid. I don't know. But anyway, that quote got me. But I guess you have to justify it any way you can to make NIL work, and I guess that's what NC State and Carolina and others are doing, right? Yeah, I think it's such a stark departure. I, I talked to Graham Boone over at Heels for Life, and he's like, you know, for 60 years or whatever, we've been telling people, you know, don't don't get these athletes in trouble. Don't give them anything. Don't, don't give them a ride. Don't take them out. And now all of a sudden we're turning around and saying – Hey, how much money can you give me so that we can we can pay these players? Um, the the whole situation has changed so quickly that I think um, I, I'm not sure what the you know maybe that's the oops baby you know <laughs> everything's changed so quickly your life is is totally flipped uh, from from one day to the next. Brian Murphy, WRL, joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. That's Joe Obvious. I'm Joe Giulio. Murph, I thought Mac Brown's comments were perfect. Because I don't think people have their head on a swivel in this transfer portal window, the end of the regular season here, and realizing, you know, hey, you can use a player off of Carolina. Yesterday I mentioned Riley Leonard over at Duke. Like, if Auburn or Alabama or one of the SEC or Big Ten schools that have shown to have a bunch of money want one of your players, Jordan Addison at Pitt, guess what? They're going to make an offer for that player. You might not like it. Yeah, Mac, I mean, you know, he's sort of a, a seer or an orator on all things college football, but I think he's probably right in this case. Right? He said if, if somebody's willing to offer a player a million dollars and he wants to take it, how, how am I going to convince that kid to stay here? Um, and I think this is a real problem. I mean, not a problem in the sense of, you know, players can get whatever they want, but, but a problem in the sense of like, hey, you, you know, if you're North Carolina, you're North Carolina State, you're Duke, you've developed a player, you think, hey, we got this guy for two more years – that might not be the case. That might not be true. I mean, Jamar Gibbs, the, the best running back for Alabama this year, was the leading rusher at Georgia Tech last year. And now all of a sudden he's off the, you know, he's gone. And so, you know, that the transfer portal opens on Monday. You're already seeing tons of guys mm -hmm. jump in. Um, it opens officially on Monday. And I, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know anybody in particular, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if we're surprised at the end that, that somebody, hey, that guy had a great career going at, at one of our local schools and now is going to, to somewhere in the SEC, somewhere in the Big Ten. Leverage-wise, though, I would tell all of these underclassmen to put your name in the portal because that that was actually one of the mistakes. Now, Traquavion Smith got paid the NIL money, but that was actually one of the mistakes that he made. He didn't put his name in the portal. So it, basically he put NC State in a situation where they had a bid against themselves, right? Like if you're MJ Morris, if you're Riley Leonard, if you're – you know, uh, Josh Downs is not a good example because I think we'll go pro. Same with Drake May. Eventually, Drake May is going to get enough money being the number one overall pick in the draft. And, you know, he's going to spend his final year at the school that he loves, right? But if you're a younger player and you have value, you almost have to put your name in the portal. Otherwise, who 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 are you bidding against at that point? Well, and this circles back to, to what the NIL collective at, at NC State is doing. They're, they're establishing a baseline of $25,000. Now, you know, 
for for some players that's not going to be nearly enough to keep them but but for a lot of players for most sure. of the roster $25,000 is a nice baseline maybe that that keeps you from looking around um, certainly you know if you're a top end player it won't but but that that establishes a nice baseline for the entire roster um, and, and is something that I'm sure Dave Doran and, and others there at NC State are, are very thankful for Brian Murphy, WRAL.com, WRALsportsfan.com, our investigative reporter joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. So uh, I am I am curious what the next step going forward for NC State, North Carolina, Duke, Wake Forest, when it comes to the changing landscape of this. I've, I've seen Clemson do this. I don't know if you saw the sizzle reel that Clemson put out last week, essentially saying, hey, y'all, w- we need you to, to pull your efforts together and give money for this particular thing. Um, it was a fancier way of saying what Greg Schiano at Rutgers said at the beginning of the season. We don't need facilities update upgrades anymore. That's not the selling point. Now the, the selling point is cut these checks for these guys, for the collectives, rather than putting a slide in the facility or a smoothie bar or whatever. I mean, do you expect that to see an uptick at the Triangle Schools? Yeah, no doubt. Um, in fact, it, it's probably in the works as we speak that uh, at Clemson, the athletic director went straight to camera, straight to Twitter, mm-hmm. said, hey, this is what we need to be competitive at Clemson. Uh, you've seen other schools do it. I think at the Arizona State um, introduction for their coach, a booster stood up and said, I'm giving a million dollars to the collective. Um, I think you will see coaches, athletic directors, uh, you know, athletic department personnel make that direct appeal that says, hey, we need to get on board with Heels for Life. We need to get on board with with the Pack of Wolves Collective, uh, you know, whatever it is at Wake Forest, mm-hmm. um, and and say we don't need your money. Not that we don't need your money anymore, but this is where your money needs to go right now uh, for the, for the time being. I mean, Mac Brown talked about it. Ryan Day said at Ohio State said it would take thirteen million to keep his roster together. He said we're not in that ballpark. He th- Mac threw out the number of ten million. Mm-hmm. Um, and said, some people say we need $10 million, uh, to keep our roster together. Uh, but he said, you know, we're not in that ballpark. And, and I don't think NC State's in that ballpark either right now. Um, although, t- like I said, 25000 is is a nice uh, baseline for them. Man, imagine if they if they had that money for, you know, academics. That, that would be amazing. I'm sure there's a professor out there going, so you're telling me i got to be in this dank classroom? Well, okay, got it. Brian Murphy, WRAL Sports Investigative Reporter. Appreciate the time, man. Go read that story on WRALsportsfan.com. Um, that quote, the hell of a no quote. No oops is here. No oops is here. No, no oops for you, man. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks, guys. An oops, baby? Man, I don't want to get into that guy's business, but that was an interesting – your brain went there? Love child you got to pay for? All right. I'm just – I, I think he is saying you're going to embrace it. He is embracing it, at least. <laughs> Not – Getting rid of it. He said there was a decision to make. You can right. either kick it to the curb or you can embrace it. I'm like, what? Sports rots the brain sometimes, man. It really does. It rots the brain. Career-driven individuals ready to unlock your potential? Discover William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Our classes are tailored for the working professional. Attend class on your terms with our online sessions and choose from various start dates throughout the year. Dive into a curriculum designed for success. Every class is a stepping stone that takes you closer to your career goals. Take one or more classes. It's in your hands. Elevate your career with William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Dive deeper at williampeace.info/sps. Your journey begins here.